All right, welcome in. Welcome to Retirement Plan Playbook. Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brent. Happy to be here. Final pot of the year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, on today's show, we're going to discuss our favorites of 2021, and we'll talk about what we're excited about for 2022 and our much-anticipated holiday gift guide. I'm your host, Brent Pasqua, founder of RPA Wealth Management. I'm here with Matthew Theo, certified financial planner, and Joshua Winterswijk, certified financial planner. As we kick this off, uh, what do you guys enjoy doing on New Year's? I've been really boring, and I actually enjoy doing nothing on New Year's. Um, I don't know. I feel like after the holidays, everything is so stressful that New Year's is just one of those nights where I'm a little older now, or I'd rather just stay in and relax um, with, with the family than do anything wild and crazy. Um, Haley and I used to go see a movie and go to dinner, but now with the baby at home, that's, that's not happening. So we'll probably cook a meal and just relax, maybe not go to the movies, but watch something on Netflix. So will you stay up till midnight? No. No, no, I'm in bed by 10.30. Really? Uh, dude, I'm the old timer of the group. No, you guys, true. You guys know this. I mean, I, I go to bed early. I guess I sh- I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm staying up till midnight. Are, Are you? you? Yeah, of course. I, I usually stay up till, on, till midnight. I normally like to go to the big party, wear some nice clothes, have a couple cocktails, and, and enjoy myself. But this year's changing a lot. Me and my wife are expecting... My wife's going to be close to her due date at that time. And so, Matt, my uh, New Year's is probably going to look more like yours. <laughs> For the next five years. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so my, uh, my New Year, normal New Year's plans are, are changing rapidly. I mean, with my kids being five and seven, they're now at that age where they could stay up. They can kind of make it if we plan the day right. And um, it's just exciting to be with family at that time and celebrate the New Year with everyone. So I just enjoy being with family and keeping the kids up and having them enjoy their, their cousins. That's fun that they get to stay up now to, to see all of the, the midnight festivities. Yeah, they're, they're growing into that and uh, it becomes fun as they get older. Uh, so let's get straight into the retirement planning corner. We're going to do something a little different today. We're just going to get into uh, the topics of the year and um, get ready as we start talking about next year. And so let's start talking about what is our favorite professional moments of 2021. And why don't you start us off? Sure. Sure. I'll go first. Um, my favorite professional moment as I kind of reflected on 2021 was, and really kind of 2020, but um, just being there for clients in such an uncertain time. There's just so many negative headlines, so much negative news, and, and to just provide you know some clarity um, and just some explanation for clients and to getting them through just a you know really, really difficult period of you know our lives. And also, you know, just staying away from being reactive to a lot of the news and changes in this landscape um, and helping our clients stay emotionally consistent. So that's just been, you know, really proud moment and a, my favorite moment of, of 2021. All right. Yeah. That, well said, Josh. Along those same lines, my favorite was actually coming back to the office. Um, so, you know, the, the way this year started, COVID was obviously at its peak and it was, you know, looking really, really grim for a while. And and then they kind of started rolling out the vaccine. I think it was in the in the early spring, and we were all able to come back by you know mid May, and then into early June, and then leading into that, just you know seeing the two of you back here at the office was nice, and being able to do water cooler talk. Um, but then also seeing our clients as they started coming back, those who wanted to be seen in person, um, it was a great experience. I, I I really enjoyed it, and it's much better than looking at you two over Zoom. Let me tell you that. 
Yeah, you know, it, like I, I think from being and working from home for a year, like you became more appreciative of what it's like to be in the office and then have all also that like socialization and being able to discuss things and not having to jump on a Zoom call to discuss it. Uh, it felt more normal than than twenty twenty felt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the stay at home never never felt normal. I mean, there was really difficult times, and um, I didn't think I'd say this, but you know, kind of missed you guys here at the office. So. It's nice to be back, Matt. I agree. Yeah, I think that was a great moment of this year. My favorite moment this year has been seeing clients at all-time highs. Uh, portfolio values have just you know, done very well from 2019 to 2020. And then going into this year in 2021, to see people who have retired five, seven, 10 years ago and who have continued to take money and distributions, withdrawals to provide income during retirement, be able to do that, but then also the ability to do whatever they want in life and then be able to have more money than they had when they retired for many people. That's been a tremendous accomplishment. I think the thing that I just have enjoyed the most is you could see in a sense the, the bit of relief that people have of, yeah, even though the world's kind of tough right now, you know, when things get back to normal, I can travel, I can do the things. I don't have to really worry about money as much in retirement because we've had a really good head start on returns over the last couple of years. Yeah, shout out to the people who retired in 2020, right? Made it through. That was a tough year. Um, but, you know, the ones who stuck with the plan made it through the other side and they didn't have to hopefully deal with the whole work from home chaos that everyone else did. Yeah, 2020 was not a, an easy year to retire, that's for sure. Josh, what shocked you in 2021? I think the trickle down effect of just all of the supply chain issues. I mean, we see all of, especially here on the West Coast, but we see all of the, the big ships in waiting to port in Los Angeles, you know, the lack of drivers, the lack of storage, labor, um, which has led to just, you, we've seen higher prices. And, you know, you, it really kind of paints a picture of like how globalized we are now, you know, and how we've kind of even got used to having everything kind of at our fingertips. And so, you know, kind of COVID put a little bit of a halt to that. And, you know, even just talking about the supply chain issues specifically, it slowed down so many different areas um, in our lives and just very interesting and kind of shocked that it had played such a big effect in today. You think it'll correct itself next year? Um, I think we're on our way there. I mean, we, we are just, you know, even as a country, but globally, we see that this is an issue and, you know, we're, we're pretty good at solving problems. Um, so I do think it will, how long it's going to be like, obviously don't have that crystal ball to tell that, but, um, I do think that we were already seeing, you know, in this fourth quarter of 2021, we're seeing some improvement. Um, and hopefully this even, you know, helps us from this never kind of happening again either. Matt, what's your biggest shock of 2021? Yeah, you know, it goes along the same lines of what Josh was saying about supply chains and everything. Um, but inflation is a big shocker. Um, you know, we always joke around here about how old I am. And, you know, I've been through a few different market <laughs> cycles. And I remember back during the 2008, 2009, 2010 financial crisis, you know, and there's a bunch of money printing and all the people on TV, all the you know smart guys that they would interview would say, oh, this is going to cause a massive level of inflation. It's going to be like the Weimar Republic. Your dollars are worthless, blah, blah, blah. They tried to scare you, then they'd sell you some gold bars. And that inflation just never happened. Uh, but now, I, I guess the money printing they did last year, along with the supply chains that Josh was mentioning, um, 
And the fact that nobody wants to work is kind of like the perfect storm, and we actually have real inflation for the first time since the 1980s. Um, so that completely shocked me. You know, it, where it is right now, it's closer to 7% than it is to 6%. So for people who are holding lots of cash, it you know, may be a time that you might actually want to consider investing some of that money to earn a higher rate of return so you don't lose your, your purchasing power. Um, but yeah, totally shocked. I hope it, it does you know, die down a little bit next year, but it is kind of looking like we might be going into a period like in the 1970s where there's a few years of some really tough inflation numbers. Do you anticipate that people will need more money for income retirees next year? You know, that depends on what they're spending their money on, right? Like if they want a new TV, probably not. Uh, if you want a new car, yeah, I mean, those are, those are more expensive. If you, you know, look at the price of used cars, there's people who bought cars in 2018, 2019, and they're selling them for a profit right now. It's unheard of. Yeah, you could see where things just naturally are going to get more expensive. But, you know, we had a nice increase going into next year with Social Security, and that was, you know, a nice surprise for a lot of people as well. Yeah, and the inflation numbers, I think we mentioned on a few pods, but they are adjusting the tax brackets for 2022, so that's good as well. My shocking thing I think that happened in 2021 was just to see how much the U.S. stock market increased. You know, we saw a large increase in 2019 in U.S. stocks. And then we went into 2020, we were off to a good start until about February, and then the bottom out fell out from the bottom of us. And then the market just completely just struggled throughout a part of the year. I mean, it was recovering through 2020. But we saw so many things that could have led to many problems in the economy going into this year that could have challenged the returns. But we came out of COVID strong in 2020, and then we went into this year, and now the S&P 500 is up 23%. The Dow's up 16 and the Nasdaq's up 18, and Nasdaq had reached a high of 24. So, I mean, it's just shocking to me that with all the challenges that not only the U.S. has been through, but the global economy and the world over the last two years almost now, that we could see these types of returns this year. I mean, you thought you would think it'd be a little bit more tapered. Yeah, and good point. It's one of those things, though, too, where when we look at where the stock market's been, we kind of look at inflation numbers, we look at how strong the economy is, you think, okay, well, it, and we'll get into more of this on, on you know shows in 2022, but we're probably going in an environment where interest rates will, will be rising next year, um, and that could pull these sto- these great stock returns down a little bit that we've seen. Um, so it's always important not to get too enthusiastic as, as you look at your brokerage statement, and you know stick it out for the long haul because you know a couple months of down returns won't won't be that big of a deal um, five ten years from now. And I think just emotionally, right? Emotionally, you could have said this year might not have had that great of returns. And that led to you changing portfolio allocation, changing your investment strategy. You know, so we don't know for sure. Um, And I think it's just a testament to what we preach here, you know, on every podcast. But um, also, you know, I'm, I'm shocked at that a little bit as well. Yeah. And if you look at this year and you look at performance returns and what the stock market did, I mean, every single month this year, you had these several days of just lower returns of the market really fell and then it picked right back up. And so you just, you had to be able to uh, withstand some of that volatility all month, every single month this year. But, you know, you look at where we started and where we are, that's somewhat surprising. Yeah. As we look now towards 2022, uh, what are you most excited about? I'm going to start and I'm just most excited about taking another step forward. We continue to learn. We continue to, you know, battle out of this pandemic and 
you know, small recession we were in that we've kind of recovered from, even from a market sense. But just taking that another step forward in 2022, um, staying positive with that. Uh, like I had mentioned earlier, my wife and I are expecting in 2022. So that's what's at the top of my mind right now. Um, so again, you know, there are good things to look forward to. And I think 2022 can provide, you know, a lot of optimism as well. Yeah, your life's going to change in 2022. Yes, it is. Yeah, everyone says for the better, though. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you're going to be busy. Yeah, very busy. What, what are you most excited about, Matt? Well, you know, I've been talking about it a lot on the probably the last, you know, five to 10 podcasts. I subtly mention it, but I, I don't really care what you want to call it. Uh, crypto is kind of the old term. Web3 is the new term, but there's a lot of innovation going on in the Web3 crypto world right now. And it's really exciting, you know, to invest in it, to watch it unfold in real time. And I'm really curious to see where, where this all goes as it becomes mainstream. Um, and, you know, if you don't believe me, the other day it was announced that Nike, you know, the largest athletic shoe manufacturer, purchased a company that makes NFTs. And they're going to start rolling out some version of Nike NFTs, non-fungible tokens. We've talked about those on previous podcasts. You know, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Probably there is going to be a crypto bear market at some point next year. It might have already started um, this week with some pretty big drops in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, but it's it, it's the future. And that's, you know, where we'll all probably be spending our time in 10 years from now. Did we see the biggest advancement in crypto in 2021? I think what we saw was crypto starting to go or Web3. Uh, they kind of want to rephrase it into Web3, like mainstream, whereas there was a lot of building that took place between the bear market of 17, 18, and 19. And then 20 was kind of a, a weird year. Then by 21, a lot of the user applications are starting to get up and running. Um, there's this thing called decentralized finance where you could essentially be your own bank and you could get a a coin that's linked to the US dollar and you could lend it out and you know you can get rates of return that would keep up or beat where the inflation rate is right now. So a lot of that stuff is really really exciting and it's it's going to be at the end of the day good for consumers and good for our clients. Innovation I I love the innovation and it just seemed like for a while the web3 or crypto space was kind of slow where they were building a lot of promise um but in 2021 I have from my perspective have seen a lot of that innovation come you know, to the forefront. And so uh, I agree with you. I'm also excited for that. Should we be getting clients prepared to do their reviews in the metaverse? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can if we get them the, you know, goggles from Facebook, the, the what's it called? The Oculus headset. They could wear those and um, they could see us and be in our conference room, which would be, actually be pretty cool because then we could use our whiteboard. So we're doing like virtual reality reviews in the metaverse with clients. Yeah. So well, no more boring just Zoom calls where you're sitting at a desk. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be kind of tough for to to get up there, but yeah, I think that's the future. You know, the next five years we're going to be doing that. The thing that I'm excited for for 2022 is probably people just being able to travel more and um, some sense of maybe what they didn't or weren't able to do in 2021 that. Maybe at some point, and I know right now it's not looking outstanding for that, but maybe at some point in 2022, people can travel with more comfort and maybe they can get on a cruise ship. And I know a lot of people have had trips that they've continued to postpone and hold off and wait for. And there's a lot of things that a lot of people want to do. And, and I just hope 2022 brings that for a lot of people because, you know, life is short and we want to see everybody enjoy it. And, you know, from the 
2020 and 2021, a lot of people didn't get to do the things that they really enjoy doing. And I'm just hopeful and excited that possibly that can get started next year. I'm not a cruiser. Are cruise ships going? I haven't been paying attention. You know, I think they are in limited capacity, but I don't know to what level. Um, I know a lot of people are holding off on a lot of the cruises that they've already either prepaid for or planned out. So hopefully they get really going, but it, it it's not sounding very optimistic right now that that's going to be a full go next year. Yeah, hopefully they are, though. So many people like cruises, and you know that's just a great way to, even just with your spouse or family and friends, so hopefully that does take off a little bit more next year. They can find a safe way for people to start cruising more. Yeah, I think travel just brings so much enjoyment and a break from life, and, and you know, People do have more money now, and if they can utilize that to take their family or grandkids, kids on trips, I mean, I hope that people get to be able to do that part of their life that they truly enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's next for clients at RPA? I'll start um, again here. So we have actually two big updates planned um, just from a company standpoint. We have our website being redone, so that's going to be exciting. Um, So be on the lookout for for those updates. Um, And then also our clients have access to a performance portal um, that they're able to log into from Orion, and we're looking to upgrade that as well. So two big um, pieces of software that or website and a piece of software that's getting upgraded for not only anyone interested to checking more about us and also our clients. So excited for that. Yeah, I think the client portals are outstanding for people to be able to track performance and run data on the reports and then just making it as simple and user-friendly as possible and then also visually nice yeah because the custodians just don't do a good job of like tracking performance and seeing how each position's doing and just kind of if you wanted to look under the hood of your portfolio a little bit more we just have found that the custodians just aren't very good at that and sharing that information with clients so excited about the updates matt i think yours uh is it is surprising i guess once you tell them what you have up next for rpa yeah Shocker. Matt's been spending his time trying to get RPA clients access to crypto markets. Um, So that's something that we hope to roll out sometime next year for clients um, is a a cryptocurrency solution. I'm not really sure what it'll look like right now as we're kind of in the early research stages. Um, But I think it's important just like, um, you know, with investing, how some people like to do it themselves and others want an advisor to help. Same with cryptocurrency. Some people like to pick their own. Others want an advisor to help. And, you know, we want to be here as an advisor to, to help people who want access to those markets. Yeah, crypto is not going away. And instead of like just trying to ignore it or see other people become successful with it and, and just sit back on the sidelines, I mean, that's just not our strategy. We'd rather get involved and get in the, it's still in the rather early stages of development. We'd rather be part of that than being left behind. And I think there's a lot of opportunity in the crypto market for us to join. Yeah, there's not a lot of investment advisors who are offering that to their clients. So, I mean, I, I know of a couple other firms, but and we'd be one of the first. Right. And, and this is, you know, people who want to have some exposure to it. We're not recommending that a large portion of someone's retirement is in, in the crypto market. But I think, you know, having the ability to have that exposure is, is very important. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, the other things that I am uh, uh, have ready for things that we're looking forward to next year is we're going to be revamping our portfolio performance reports. I think client deliverables are extremely important. I think having detail in what we deliver to clients is critical. And we're just going to be continuing to work on how 
um, viewer friendly the performance reports are and all the reports that we create for people. So I think that that's a critical aspect that, you know, I get bored of reports looking the same very quickly. And so I like to change them and make them better and enhance them. I've been bored of them for part of this year. So I'm ready to make those changes <laughs> and we're working on those. And then the other thing is, is we're probably going to be hiring somebody next year. I think we're, we're ready to take that step. Last year, it was really challenging to, to try to even think about bringing somebody in with all the COVID restrictions and the training and the confidentiality issues that we have to deal with as the type of firm that we are. But bringing somebody in next year would probably be very helpful for us. So I think that's, that's really on our, our to-do list and a priority for next year. Yeah, we're excited. Um, you know, love to get a new coworker. I think it, it'll be fun. And if you know of anybody who wants to work in the industry, don't hesitate to send them to us, have them send their resume, um, and we'll, we'll love to give them an interview. Yeah. So big things happening. We're always moving forward and we're always got our eyes on things that we need to be developing and working on and making sure that not only the client experience is outstanding, but also um, that we're giving the best to people. And that's what our goal is. Um, as we get into the last of the year, the RPA recommends, we want to get the gift guide out. And well, we have selected a gift from, we've had our wives tell us each one of their gifts. And We've selected one of our own. So why don't we start, Matt, if you want to get started on this one, like what, what is your gift guide and what is one from your wife, Haley? I should make a joke about how I'm just going to talk about crypto, but I'm not going to talk about crypto I was right hoping he picked me first. I was going to steal crypto from you in the gift guide. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to talk about crypto. Oh, but it, actually, if you want to keep your coin safe, check out a heart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, I've been spending a lot of time on the golf course, Josh, you're in my golfing group. Um, and one thing I've wanted is a practice putting mat. So, you know, that, that's on my list this year, the perfect putt practice mat. Oh, those look nice. Yeah. yeah so I don't have one, but those look nice. I definitely need to improve my short game and, and that is supposedly the best putty mat there out there. Give you some recommendations too, if anyone's listening that has a better putty mat, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that's a, that's an interesting gift. I'm, that might be on my list too. Did your wife have a gift or did you already say it? No, I mean, I could, do you want me to roll through all three? Yeah, let's do them. Okay. And then she likes this brand. They make leather goods and um, nice clothes. It's called Kulana, and it's based in LA. And she really likes their sweaters, so she has a few of their sweaters on the list. You, you know, I was trying to buy her one, but the one thing I'll say is it looks like they're all sold out, <laughs> which is pretty common among a lot of small retailers right now. But yeah, check it out if you're into that. And then Charlotte is 15, 16 months old. She is getting a kitchen. So one of those oh, nice. toy kitchens to play with. Um, so hopefully she'll like it. I feel like that's kind of the age kids start to get those. Fun. Absolutely. She'll be ki- cooking with you, huh? Put that kitchen in the kitchen next to you. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. I mean, that's neat because that's just a gift that she'll use all the way till she's five or six years old or seven years old. I mean, they love that at that age. Yeah. Josh, what do you have for us? Um, I, I was going to steal the crypto thing on Coinbase. So Coinbase is one of the crypto custodians they are actually offering like a digital gift card. So if anyone's out there that wants to gift cryptocurrency, since Matt talked about it on this whole episode, you can actually do that now. So that's pretty cool. Um, Pretty cool gift if you're looking for something a little different. I was also going the golf route though. I recently got a new golf speaker. It's the Bushnell Wingman and it actually connects to your golf cart. So it plays music while you're playing golf. And then if you press the button on it, or it has the button that can actually disconnect and you can carry it with you, the speaker will read your yardage through a GPS system anywhere where you're on the course. 
Um, so I recently just got that as a gift. Love it. Um, very cool. So check that out. The wingman uh, for, for the golf lovers. You're going to have to let me borrow that, you know, this winter and spring while we're on the course. And uh, don't know if you're, you're going to be on the course as much. So maybe I'll just have to swing by and borrow that from you. Yeah. New baby uh, might delay my I'll, golf start I'll this, give you, this spring. Uh, I'll give you. I'll I'll trade you my putting mat for it, since that's that's about all you'll be able to do. <laughs> that, hey, that didn't even trade. Okay, I do have the time to play golf. I just probably won't be playing golf. Yeah, that's what we figured. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to buy, borrow my wingman too, you can do it while Thanks, I'm man. while I'm gonna be shelved while uh you know my little baby's being born. But um, my wife uh, gift from her uh, that she put on there. The the company Birkenstock. Do you know the company Birkenstock? Yeah. Okay. I know it always reminds me of like I feel like my uncles wore Birkenstocks like thirty years ago, like the sandals, like with socks underneath. But like they've made a reemergence over the last couple of years, and uh, they do a like a clog. It's like almost like a home slipper with like wool lining. So really nice. Wife um, loves them. Kind of walking around the the house, especially as it's getting colder and spending more time at home. So check out Birkenstocks if you're looking for a house kind of slipper clog for your spouse. That's a good idea. Uh, the gift that my wife recommended was uh, Barefoot Dreams. Uh, it's a throw throw blankets that they have. They're actually really popular. I think like a lot of their colors are already like sold out, but they're I guess super popular right now. Um, probably part of the supply chain issue that we're having but she said they're great blankets and it sounds like a lot there's a lot of people that use them have you heard of them yeah i think i have like three or four of them you, uh, you would. <laughs> <laughs> um i i actually think when Haley was working at a various hollywood studio that they did like a promo with them and we got a bunch of them for free like literally one year I think I had like eight of them at my house and we ended up giving a bunch away and keeping some for ourselves, but we need more. I'm on their site and they look like they have like pullovers and jackets that look really comfy too, like kind of home home attire. Yeah. Like you could put one, like one, I think that kind of wears like a shirt or, or a jacket where you just, it's like a blanket or an overthrow that keeps you warm. I might but, use this recommendation. Yeah. This is definitely the brand and this is, uh, these are great. So I highly recommend these plus one on this one. Yeah. She said, uh, the cozy chick throw blanket is her favorite. So. And then for me, my recommendation is uh, anything Lululemon. I know we've mentioned it on the pod many times, but their winter attire, their golf attire, their outing attire is really outstanding. It's really good quality. And especially as we're in the winter season right now, they just have a lot of really nice clothing that will make you look nice when you go out or if you're even just around the house. It is on the pricier side, but at the end of the day, you know, more expensive clothes will last you a little bit longer. So might as well spend a little extra dollars on it and it'll last you longer and you look nicer you wearing it but lululemon is a great outstanding both for workout and you know at home stuff sorry brent i was going through this barefoot dreams i didn't realize they had like all this men's stuff too like this looks pretty nice looks like the blanket but with pants yeah they have a lot of nice stuff yeah so. good, good recommend well that came from my wife so <laughs> <laughs> what about the kids or the kids? Are you not going to say it? The kids oh, I forgot about that. So the kids, the kids want all like their, their normal sort of like action figure toys, the kid toy stuff that they want. But the, the one thing that they keep talking about is they want like an electrical little vehicle for the backyard so that they have more stuff to do in the backyard. And they also want a bike, new bikes for the backyard. So they, they want a lot of that outdoors, out backyard stuff. We did redid the backyard uh, this year. And so now that that's done, it gives them a lot more ability to be playing outside, and we're excited for that. Yeah, that's cool. The new bikes is probably cool. Are you going to get a bike too? You guys can go riding together? No, I, I probably won't get a bike, but I mean, it's a good idea if uh, 
they're going to be riding longer distances. I mean, they're getting to that age where I could probably be riding a bike with them. They're but. probably going to want you to ride with them once you get them those new bikes. Actually, I've known you for a long time. I don't know if I've ever seen you ride a bike. Yeah, well, we when we go down to the beach, we will ride uh, bikes. Beach down cruisers. There. That's yeah. right. That's when I've I've seen them yeah. ride a spin yeah. bike. Yeah, yeah, I, I have seen them. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah, it is something to think about as the kids start, you know, enjoying riding more. But I enjoy riding at the beach. I don't know if you guys do too. Yeah. All right. So as we kind of close out 2021 and we look towards 2022, is there any parting thoughts or things that you're thinking about for next year? I'm just expecting anything at this point. Um, I think most people probably are. So I, from a, you know, economic standpoint, I think next year is going to be pretty interesting. Probably a lot of more bumps in the road than we've had the last few years. Um, from a virus standpoint, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's a fun year for everybody. Yeah. Keep uh, the optimistic thoughts, right? There's just a lot of good things to look forward to next year. And let's take that step forward. Yeah, I think everything's pointing towards cautious and not as much optimistic but i think we don't need to look at it that way let's just you know be optimistic towards next year and hope next year is even better than 2021 and 2020 and hopefully we're further in 2022 than we were from 2020 what'd you say matt hopefully 2020 is not 2022 yeah because 2020 sounds like 2022 sounds like 2020 part two yeah yeah let's hope that doesn't happen so as advisors, we love helping people and that's why we do it. If you'd like to schedule an appointment with any of us, please go to rpawealth.com and schedule a complimentary consultation. You can also download our ebook on our website. And if you like the show notes, please go to retirementplanplaybook.com. We just want to wish all the listeners Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, uh, and wishing everyone a, a blessed and safe uh, New Year and, and a welcome to 2022. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you. RPA Wealth Management is a state-registered investment advisor located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. RPA Wealth Management may only transact business in those states and jurisdictions in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. A copy of RPA Wealth Management's current disclosure statement, Form ADV Part 1, containing RPA Wealth Management's business operations, services, and fees is available by accessing the SEC's Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website. RPA Wealth Management will provide Form ADV Part 2A from Brochure and 2B Brochure Supplement to interested parties upon request. Information provided on this podcast should not be construed as a solicitation or offer or recommendation to acquire or dispose of any investment or engage in any other transaction. RPA Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personal investment advice or financial planning advice through its podcast. RPA Wealth Management podcasts are intended for information and educational purposes only.